Hey guys, Eric Lindine here. I'm the lead pastor of Mosaic Church in Maple Grove, Minnesota. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you, and that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Hey, everybody. Really excited. Welcome to Youth Takeover. Um, I'm excited to jump into God's Word. I have some students up here with me today. Uh, they're going to be sharing, they're going to be reflecting on the scriptures with us, and I'm excited. Uh, before we jump in, uh, let's just bow our heads and pray together. Sound good? All right, God, I just want to thank you so much for a beautiful morning. Thank you, Lord, that we get to come into your presence, God, uh, with thanksgiving and praise. Oh, Lord, that, that's incense to you. It's pleasing to you, God. So I just want to thank you for our students who led us in worship, Lord. Uh, thank you, God, for what you're doing in our lives in this youth group, God, and in this church as a whole. Uh, God, speak to us today. Lead us closer to what you have for us as a community. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So when I was younger, I was a part of a group called Boys Brigade. How many of you heard of that? It's, it's, oh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to be hidden. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was a part of a group called Boys Brigade, and during this time, we'd play games, uh, we would hang out, and basically, it was an opportunity for me to connect with God and with other kids my age, and during this time, they had us memorize scripture, and uh, it was really formative for me and my soul. I remember I had to memorize Psalm 1, and I had to memorize the whole psalm. I'm like, you know, maybe like a, a seventh grader or sixth grader or something like that. And I had to memorize, and this was sowing seeds into my heart. Um, I can remember it, you know, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers, not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind drives away, but the way of the righteous will go on forever, right? It's basically kind of the Psalm, Psalm 1. And the reason I share that today is because today we're talking about scripture memorization. We're talking about scripture memory, and we're going to dive in. Um, but going, going a little bit back, um, I used to work at Chick-fil-A. I don't know if any of you guys know that. Um, <laughs> I used to be there. This is, you know, during college. This is my job. It's a great place to work, a great environment. God really used it to develop me and who I am today. Uh, but I remember during that time, I had a lot of busyness. Uh, there's a lot of stress. Um, sometimes I get, you know, spiritual attack. How many of you know, like, spiritual warfare is a thing, right? We're in a battle. If you don't know that today, I just hope that, like, last week we talked about that. I'm going to reiterate that again today. We are in a battle as believers. And today I hope that we, I'm going to give us some keys and how to move forward in that battle. How do we actually fight? How do we actually win in this battle? So during, when I was at Chick-fil-A, I remember I was hitting in stress. Like, God, like, was with me, but... It was kind of stressful. It was hard. And sometimes they get spiritually attacked because when you're a light in the workplace, you know, the enemy doesn't like that. And he can sometimes come and distract you or put pressure on you. But I do remember that when I sowed those seeds at, when I was young, when I was memorizing scripture, I then reaped what I sowed and I was able to memorize, I was able to meditate on it when I was working. And actually, it brought me confidence. It brought me joy. It brought me rest. It actually brought like freedom. Like, when I was going through the, the fire, I just brought up Psalm 1. I was like, okay, Lord. And then eventually it led me to, like, confidence and strength. And so today I just believe, I, I believe that God wants to, to help us enter into that. But here's the, here's the deal. 
I needed to have some sort of offensive weapon. I gained endurance, but in battle, we can't just keep taking the hits without having a weapon, right? You know, we gain endurance. When you get hit a lot, right, you can stand up, stand strong for a little while, but eventually you need to take a hit. You need to draw the sword. It wasn't enough to just stand there. I needed something. And every day we're bombarded by lies, we're bombarded by attack against who we are and against who God is and the world around us. And the worst thing is when you aren't ready for it. A lot of times we are unaware of what we have access to and there's there's grace to help us in our time of need. And just like a warrior, if they're gonna be effective, you have to know how to use your sword. You have to know how to fight, you know? You can't just walk in the battle and expect to have a victory, right? And it's not that God's not with you. It's not that God can't give you grace where you haven't prepared, but there's something with preparation. So the question is, how do we fight? And so we're unaware of the schemes of the enemy, uh, but, but today we want to become aware. We want to become aware of the battle that we're actually facing. And so I just want to invite you to uh, bow your heads and uh, let's just pray again over the word. I just want to really invite the Holy Spirit to touch our hearts again. I know we prayed a minute ago, but I just want to pray again. Uh, as we enter into reading God's word. Jesus, thank you for what you're gonna show us today. Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us. And I just pray over um, this time, God, that you would be honored and glorified. In your name, amen. So good. All right, so I'm gonna open my Bible to Ephesians 6, and I want you to open there too. Uh, We're just gonna read from Ephesians 6, and then I'm gonna start in verse 10. Uh, It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord, and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness." And has shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation. And lastly, take up the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. Right there, the word is a weapon. The word is a weapon. In our, in our spiritual lives, we're going to face this, right? Ephesians 6.12 says our battle is not against flesh and blood. We're, that's not where a battle is, right? When you're in a situation, right? I mean, of course, there, are, there can be challenges in relationships. But the reality is that our battle, our ultimate battle, is not in this world, right? It's in the heavenly realms. It's being fought right now. That there's, there, we have the angels. We have the ministers of God. Um, it's, it's going on right now. So now we're going to turn our eyes to the gospel of Matthew. And then in a few minutes, we're going to talk about scripture memory. Uh, In Matthew chapter 4, how many of you heard Matthew chapter 4? Jesus going against Satan. He's being tempted. He's being tempted by the enemy. He's led by the Spirit into the wilderness. The devil tempts him and says, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that is from the mouth of God. Look at Jesus' response. Instead of arguing or engaging with the enemy, what does he do? He doesn't engage in conversation with the enemy. He just quotes the word of God. He just speaks the truth. And I, I believe that there's something there for us as a community if we can, we can grasp that. What does he quote? He quotes Deuteronomy 8.3. And this is recalling when God led the Israelites through the wilderness, he provided them manna. And God is provider in that passage. That's what we learn. So the one line reminded Jesus of a whole story. Isn't that interesting? 
the one verse he quoted at the enemy recalled a whole story. And a lot of times, it's the story we tell ourselves. The devil tells us stories, the enemy, right? He'll bring up things, he'll, he'll bring back all the lies and stuff. Oh man, if we can remember what God has done, it's gonna help us move forward. When we're down, we have to remember what he's done already in the past. We gotta remind ourselves, we have to remind ourselves the Israelites needed to do this too, right? We forget, it's easy to forget. So he quotes that and it brings him back. Uh, he answers with the word of God. And in the battle, we're not always gonna have, to have time to pull out our Bibles and to search the scriptures, right? We gotta know it already and that's why we need to have it memorized. Um, not that God can't give you help in the moment, but man, there's something when you have it hidden in your heart. So I think some of us need to stop going back and forth with the enemy, engaging in conversation, and we need to stop it before it even starts. And that's, we do this with the word. He wants us to entertain the thoughts, the lies, the deception, but the word is our weapon. And this is not only visible here, but it's in Ephesians 6, right? Paul talks about the armor of God, and this is our, this is our battle. Um, this is what we have been equipped with. And the reality is we're in a spiritual battle. But the good news is that you and I have armor, and we, don't ha we not only have armor, but we have a weapon, and that weapon is the word, and the word is our only offensive weapon. All the armor is something we wear, but the sword is something you yield. All of the other armor is something you put on, but the sword is something you actually take up. It's your offensive tool, right, to use against the enemy. We put on the belt of truth, right? It's the same thing. So in order to yield the sword of the word, we need to what? Know the word. And a practice that helps us do this is by reading, studying scripture, uh, memorizing scripture. We're sharpening our minds through me meditation and memory. Right, that's what we're talking about today. So with that being said, I just want to, we have some great students up here. They're ready to share. Uh, let's give them a hand. Yeah, come on. So I just want you guys to share why is scripture memory important? Kind of tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Just kind of what's on your mind. Okay. Um, well, I think scripture memory is important because you could read it a couple times, yeah. just like read the word, but it's not really going to come back to you as much if it's not in your mind or in your heart. But if you have it memorized in your heart, sometimes it's just going to pop up, even if you don't know, you didn't know that you needed it, but you have it. So good. Love that. Um, wow. It could be like, say you were having a really hard time with a mm. schoolwork assignment and you had memorized in the past a verse about something like be courageous, be like working hard. You could like pull that up from your brain and then you would have the courage to continue with your schoolwork. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's a song. Yeah, okay, it is. Uh, yeah, it's like just, yeah, it's like yeah. if you just read the Bible like a normal book, it's never going to come back to you. Like I've read so many books, but I can't tell you any of the words of the book. Like, you got to really memorize it, meditate on it, and then really bring that into your life. Um, I think that scripture memory is important because once you memorize it, like, you have it with you all the time whenever you need it. And, uh, yeah, you can rely on it, you can rely on it uh, when you need it most. That's good. Yeah, I love, I love what some of you guys said. Like, in the moment, it kind of comes up. It can just kind of pop up. You know, and that's like, I think the Holy Spirit, like when it's already in our hearts, he can then drag it out, right? That's happened to me before. Like if it's already in me when I study it, I'm digging a well. And then oftentimes it gives room for the Holy Spirit to pull it out. So I love that. And it's really is preparation, you know? 
Um, it's scripture memory is battle preparation. And in it, we're getting to know God and we're also feeding our souls because the word is actually food for your soul too. You know, man shall not live by every word that comes, by, by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So it's also food, which is really cool. And that's one of the things I focus on in scripture. It's like food for my soul. I'm feeding my heart and my mind with God's word. It's nourishment. We are all hungry. We just don't know it. And we're all hungry for something, right? We're feeding our souls. But the reality is we have God's word, right? To feed our heart. It's like bread, you know? Jesus is the bread of life. And so when we believe in him, he fills us with rivers of living water. It's a beautiful reality. Um, so, hey, so we're talking about battle, right? And we're kind of talking about scripture. I think it'd be fitting to talk about Genesis uh, 3. And the Lord basically told Adam and Eve in Genesis 3, he said, you may surely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat, for in that day you shall surely die. So God instructs Abraham. This is in Genesis 3, beginning of the creation of the world. And then God gives Adam an instruction. And then guess what the serpent does? The serpent is Satan. He comes in. And he goes right against what God says. He just lies to them and says, hey, you, you actually won't die. For God knows that when you eat of it, you will become like him, right? So he totally goes against what God says. Totally, it's a totally, like a big lie. Um, and so the serpent's just right on the scene right away from day one. And it's what the serpent said. And we need to know what God says. And my question is, which voice are you listening to? Which voice, what, what thoughts are you entertaining? And two of the biggest places the enemy can lie to us is about who we are and about who God is. Pastor Eric talked about that last week. And so the whole idea is to really like, in the word we get to know him, but from that place we, we also get to know who we are, right? And there's a, there's a both and there. Um, but it starts, all starts with him and then, it, and then it overflows. So scripture memorization is battle preparation. Jesus used truth. Where man failed, Jesus succeeded. He succeeded in the, in when he was out in the wilderness, when he was driven away, when he was being tempted by the devil, he used the word to fight. And so that, that's kind of, he redid it. He went back and, and rewrote history and basically defeated the enemy. Where, where Adam and Eve failed, Jesus succeeded, and now we get to come under that victory. We get to be seated under that. And I love how the gospels write about this because it actually gives us a pattern to fight. It actually shows us how can we do this too, right? I, I think it's very intentional that we have this part in scripture. Um, so the reality is we take ground and we break down strongholds with God's word. The reality, our, our, our battle's not against flesh and blood, and so we're in a spiritual battle, but in a spiritual battle, you need a spiritual weapon, right? I can't use an actual sword. You know, I can't get lost in that metaphor. I actually need to know, it's, it's a spiritual thing. The word of God is actually living and active. It's unlike any other book. It's, it's breathed, and, and when you read it, it does something supernatural, so here's my next question for our students today. Uh, we're in a spiritual battle, and my question is, what is your favorite Bible verse or passage that helps you? Okay. Um, well, I think for me, it's Philippians 4, 4, it might th be through 8 or through 9. I don't really remember. 4, 8 through 9. Yeah, maybe through 9. Um, yeah. And it goes, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your um, graciousness or gentleness be known to all. The Lord is near. Wow. Do not be anxious in anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Wow. 
Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is pure, whatever is just, whatever is commendable, if there's anything worthy of excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on those things. Wow, so good. Give her a hand. That's incredible. Wow, way to like, just let that go. That was awesome. Okay, that was amazing. Um, mine would Jolie. probably be Romans 8.39. Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So good. Mine's Matthew 6.10 through 11. Uh, yeah. Uh, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us uh, our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but delivers us from evil. Wow, that's good, dude. Love that. And then mine is Micah seven, eighteen. Oh. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression oh. for the remnant of his of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever, but he delights in steadfast love. Let's go! Wow, that was incredible. I was impressed with you guys. That was great. Way to just like uh, preach God's word right out to everybody else here. Isn't that awesome? Uh, it's so encouraging. Uh, and I hope that's inspiring to you. You know, it inspires your faith and that, you know, wherever you're at in your walk, like it's such a good idea. Uh, and these verses, like, and they're in your heart, they're going to help you later on in life when you get to college, if you go to college or your job, whatever you end up doing, it's going to be important. So in the temptation narrative, uh, the next thing, the devil throws uh, at Jesus. What does he throw at him? He throws scripture. He throws Psalm 91 at Jesus. He tries to twist scripture. And I just think that's another reason why we need to have it memorized. That's another reason why we need to know it. And the more you're in it, the more your discernment is sharpened and the more you're able to actually use it. I know for me, like there's sometimes people will say something about a passage that isn't right, but I'm, if I haven't been in the word, my discernment isn't sharp, right? And so... It just helps you understand, like, some people are going to try and use scripture for other things to say something that isn't actually what it's saying. And so we got to have, that's why we have it sharpened. You know, the devil literally threw scripture at Jesus. Isn't that crazy? Like the son of God, but then Jesus answered with the word too. (laughs) He didn't just leave it there. He answered with God's word too. He knew it. Like, what more reason to know God's word than Jesus? The very, the one we're trying to become like, right? He, He embodied this. It is written. He didn't, he didn't argue. He didn't try and say anything back. He just, boom, laid it out there. So we're gaining wisdom. We're gaining discernment. And Paul says in 2 Timothy, do your best to show yourself as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Two things about this text. There is truth and it needs to be handled. There's truth and it needs to be handled. And we gain wisdom on how to handle it when we're memorizing the scriptures, when we're letting it soak in our hearts. So, My next point is, so the first point is the word is a weapon, and the second thing is this. We memorize scripture, and then we lead it, and it leads to meditation on scripture. You can't really meditate on something you haven't memorized, and so that's that's where we're going next here, and I think one of the reasons is we we get equipped for battle, but when we we know it, when we memorized it, it opens the door to meditating, to actually thinking about it, Right? You think about something that's already in your mind, right? How many of you know, like, if you're studying for a test, like, you know kind of the problems you're thinking through. You could talk to somebody about it probably, right, without any notes. And that's the reality. When, it, when you have it memorized, you're just able to pull it out, and then you're able to think on it, right, to meditate on it. 
So it's, it's good for battle, but it's also good to just sit with, to let it, to let it sit in your heart. Colossians 3.2 says this, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, where Christ is seated. Not on things that are on earth. So Paul says to set our minds on things that are above. And then down a few lines, he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Uh, it's like when, when the word is in your heart, you can even sing God, sing the scripture back to the Lord. Like it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It, it's a beautiful thing. When the word's in you, you can pray it back to him. It, allow, it just changes your whole, like, your whole spiritual life. So God, God's kind of called us. Like we, we let the words uh, dwell richly to let it sit in your heart. Um, and that comes through meditation. That's the door. And it's one thing to read over something. But the more you sit with it, the deeper it goes into your soul. The deeper it goes in and the more, you know, the more you read something, it just becomes more passionate. How many of you know, like, if you really like something, you know, like, if you're, like, I'm a Star Wars fan. And so I've watched the movies a lot. And it, it's kind of in me at this point. I can quote things, like, you know, from episode three where uh, Anakin Obi-Wan, he's like, hit the buzz droid, center eye, you know. And they're going, right? And I, I've just, I've been able to pull that out, right? I know that's quirky, but I just, I'm a fan. I'm just going to be honest. And so, but when you're, when you're in that moment, like when I'm talking with a friend, we're talking about Star Wars, I can just kind of, boom, it just comes out of me. I just know the quote. And that's the same, I believe when God's word is, when we're in it repetitively, we're able to then, uh, it's able to come out of us. So take, for example, smoking brisket. <laughs> the more, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So good. Uh, the more you let it sit, the more flavor you're going to taste. The same is true for other foods. If you let it marinate, it's going to saturate Marination leads to saturation. That is essentially what Paul's saying. Let the word of Christ saturate your heart. Oh, then, then it's just filled. Your heart's filled with the word. And conversations change too with other believers. I'm telling you, like the more you're in the word, your, your fellowship with another person is gonna increase too. So it's important for battle, meditation, but also one another, right? Our community as a church, it's gonna change things. So when the battle comes, the sword has been sharpened. When the pressures of life, and Jenna, you mentioned this, like when life kind of squeezes you, when you're in the, the hard parts of life, the word is able to come out because it's been stored up within you. It's already been stored, and that's the, re- that's the goal. That's what we want. David says in Psalm 119.11, I have stored your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Memorization and meditation are storing scripture. So my next question today is, what is the difference between scripture reading in scripture meditation slash memory. Okay, so kind of like we were saying earlier, when you read something, sometimes it can just, you can forget what you, were, you just read. Like Josh, I think, said that you could read a book and he doesn't have any of those lines necessarily memorized because it's just a book. Mm-hmm. You didn't plan on memorizing it. Um, but I think the more you read something, even if you aren't memorizing it, it can really help. Uh, Like at our school, we do this thing called Lectio Divina. So you read through it one time and then, or someone reads it to you. Sometimes you just close your eyes and listen. Um, And then you read through it again and then you reflect on what it was saying and then you read through it again and then respond on it and then read and then rest in what it said. And I mean, I don't know for Owen, but like when we do that at school, those things, they really stay in my head more than if I just read it one time. So good. Oh. Yeah, you basically just said everything I was going to say, but uh, you just right. perfectly. Give your own flavor to it. Um, right? So you... it's basically <laughs> yeah. like I 
I have read a bunch of books about like girls my age, and they basically all have very similar storylines. And when you read a book like that, you get all like the stories jambled together and mixed and stuff. Yeah. And but if I were to go back and read one book over and over and over, I would have it like memorized in my brain because I've read it so many times, which has happened because I like books and I've read them. <laughs> Multiple times, but yeah, it's basically <laughs> so good. at any time I could just yeah. pull that out and then, wow. yeah. You can like talk about the plot. Yeah. You just basically. know the characters. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's more like, it's just, scripture reading is more like, more than just what you guys said, more than just reading a book. It's more like, you really got to read it multiple times to really get it in your soul and your heart and make sure that like, you can give that to other people and make disciples with that. Um, the way I think about it is that reading the scripture is kind of just like looking back, kind of reading about what's happened and learning different things from that. And then scripture memory and meditation is kind of like looking forward and thinking, how can I use this? Or what does this mean in my life? Or I don't know, you can... Pray about it, and it's kind of more like looking forward instead of backwards. Mm. Like transformative? Like you're, you're kind of hoping that it changes your... Yeah, you could say that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you're like looking back, but you're, you're trying to look forward now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Letting go of what is behind, pressing on towards the lies ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I'm, thanks for sharing, guys. I love what you're talking about. Um, like what Jolie said about like when you know something, you can talk about the story. And the reality is we would just want to remind ourselves of who God is. That's the whole kind of point, right? Because the enemy tries to, like, you know, try, tries to take us off, off guard, right? But, like, Psalm, I was just reading, like, Psalm uh, 80, 82 and 84 this week. And, like, over the past couple of weeks I've been meditating on, like, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And, like, I can just throw that out. Like, okay, thank you, Lord, that you are so good. And I can just rest in that. I can remind myself of who he is because he really is good. Uh, but we need to remind ourselves. So like you, you, what you guys are saying, you're, you're letting it sit with you. And the Hebrew word for meditation means to muse. And the word muse means to be absorbed in thought. So you're absorbed in thought. I love that. Like a sponge is absorbed with water. Uh, you are absorbed in thought. In meditation, we are really filling our minds with God's word. And then Psalm 119 says, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. That's David talking about the word. Isn't that cool? David's literally saying that the word is sweeter than honey. It, and, and Psalm 19 says the same thing, right? Sweeter than the honeycomb, right? So I do believe that there's a place where we can get to where it's really, it tastes good to the heart and, and where you just crave it, you just want it. And that's a prayer too. Like honestly, sometimes we're, we don't want the word. Like how many of you know, you wake up and you don't wanna read the word, but I do believe, don't be discouraged. There's an opportunity for you to say, hey God, I just pray you give me a desire to read the word. Just, you know, ask him that. And the Lord loves, he loves to hear those, those prayers, right? So don't be discouraged. But this is a place, David was here, I believe we can go there too. We can delight in the law of the Lord. So meditating on scripture um, is really what we do in battle. When the battle's going on, the enemy wants our attention on, our, on his schemes, right? He wants our mind. He wants your focus because what we focus on, that, that's really important. But when we fight with the weapon of the word, we're also filling it with something else. We're, we're filling our hearts and our minds with scripture. So our, heart, our cup is filled 
So that way, like, even, you're, yes, you're fighting, but you're also meditating, and you're replacing the thought. And, and psychologically, that's actually, that's what we need. We need to replace the thoughts. We need to get them filled up again. I've seen that in my own life, right? We have to replace the anxious thoughts with truth, whatever they are, whatever's going on, right? And so it's kind of a replacement thing. So we're not only taking our focus off the enemy, but we're saying no to one thing, and we're saying yes to another. And Psalm 119.23 says, even though princes sit plotting against me, your servant will meditate on your statutes. That's David again. Man, if I'm going to talk about scripture memory, I have to talk about David. David was, he loved the law of the Lord. He loved the scriptures. And he says right here, even though I'm in battle, I'm going to set my mind on God. Isn't that interesting? Right? Like focusing on the enemy, wouldn't that be more productive to just, but the devil wants our focus. He wants our eye. He wants, he wants your attention. I've seen it in my life. Like he just wants to get my focus off and it's easy. But, but, but really in scripture memory, we're, we're keeping our focus on Jesus and that's really important in the battle, Right? to set our eyes on Jesus. It's eye contact with Jesus that really leads us up, right? And then, and the attack, um, he wants our attention uh, because our strength is found when we look at Jesus. That's where strength is found. That's where your hope is found when, you, when your eyes are on him. Because he's bigger and better than any giant or anything we face. We can't control the giants, but we can control our focus. And in meditating on what we memorize, we're taking the focus off the enemy and onto the one who already holds the victory. We're taking our focus off the enemy and onto the one who holds the victory. Jesus defeated the enemy in, in, the, in, uh, in the wilderness. Therefore, we can kind of come under that. And then guess what Hebrews says? It says that we have a high priest who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses and who is tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Right? And then it says, let us then draw near to the throne of grace with boldness that we may receive grace and mercy and help in time of need. So, like, really, we're... we're God's given us a doorway now. He's saying, hey, you know, the, the author of Hebrews is relating Jesus. He's the high priest who associated with us when he came down. He was buried and resurrected, right? And then he was baptized. He didn't need to be baptized. He was sinless, <laughs> but he was obedient. He was obedience to the Father, right? It was, it was a righteous fulfillment, right? Jesus said it's to fulfill, to fulfill righteousness. So Jesus didn't need to do that, but he identifies with us. And in identifying with us, he then shows us how to win, right, in this little episode in Matthew chapter 4. Psalm 120 says, from where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I lift my eyes to the hills. We lift our eyes, we lift our eyes, we lift our eyes. And this is happen, this happens in scripture. So meditation is a way of doing battle. It really is, right? It, it's, you're just filling your mind. You're not going to worry about the flies around your head. You don't, you, you don't have to let them land on your head, but you're going you're gonna to put something else in, Right? And so my next question today, you guys ready? Why is knowing scripture important for the follower of Jesus? Okay, so if our main goal in life is to be more like Jesus and to follow him and imitate him, I mean, I feel like if that was my main goal, and it is, then your main priority should be like knowing what he says and to follow through with it. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of like knowing scripture would help you not to be kind of swept up in what the world does. Yeah. Kind of like Romans 12, too, where it says, do not be conformed by the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, it helps you, like, stand firm on Jesus and not be carried away by what the world says or does. Yeah, that's good. 
Yeah, I feel like if I'm going to follow somebody, like, I don't know, like on Instagram or something, like, I can't just, like, I can't follow somebody without knowing what they said. For sure. And how they live life and how Mm -hmm. they teach and how they, whatever they do. I just, like, I really don't, I think you really have to listen and just listen in on what they're saying. Um, I think that knowing scripture is important as a follower of Jesus because um, if if you have like questions or if someone else has questions and they ask you, um, the Bible is a great source to go to for true answers. Come on. And also if you want to go and like make disciples or tell people about Jesus, it's kind of hard to do that if you're not already like a Jesus follower (laughs) or like grounded in God's word yourself. So yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it's like one precedes the other. <laughs> you know, he got to know Jesus in order to really talk about him. Yeah, and we get to know him through the word, right? It's like, yeah, that's good. I, I love, yeah, you guys have great thoughts. I love how you're like, you're talking about the word and you're re, rephrasing it and kind of how God's moved in your, in your own heart. And I think that's also true too, right? We want to be a people who's like bringing Jesus to the world, to the nations. And, and a part of that is knowing the word, Right. Um, not that you're just going to always speak like scripture to people right away, but it really does help in your prayers. It really helps in vision. Uh, but when you need to bring up scripture in a conversation, you can, uh, right? Because we want to be a people on mission. Uh, we want to be a people who's ready to bring uh, Jesus into every situation, um, not out of guilt because it's what we have to do, but because we get to bring him to the world. Uh, that's what scripture memory does too. It helps your witness. It helps your battles. It helps meditation. Oh my goodness. The list goes on. Um, so yeah, thanks for sharing guys. Um, we're gonna, we're kind of heading into another part here kind of as we close, um, scripture memory leads to meditation and meditation leads to transformation. Interesting, right? Uh, Jolie mentioned Romans 12 too. do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may be able to discern what is the will of God, what is his good, pleasing and perfect will. So really it's, in this process, we're able, right, it says, do not be conformed to what the pattern of thinking. The way the world thinks is different than the way a follower of Jesus thinks, right? Newsflash, like, I, I don't know, like, we have to be on guard. We have to be aware that, like, the way the world thinks is different than the way that a follower of Jesus thinks. It really is different. Uh, it's, just the, it's just the hard truth. And, and it's not that, like, the world, I'm not, you know, but we have to understand that there's two kingdoms, you know, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness. I'm not saying everything is evil, but we do have to understand, like, the way the world thinks, right? Honk back. Um, I'm going to jab this person if they jab me. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth. But Jesus says, turn your cheek, right? We talked about that at youth group. And I'm like, the way the world thinks is get someone back if they get you. But the way of Jesus is to not retaliate, right? And I know that's hard sometimes for those of us who really want to get back. But, man, Jesus didn't walk like that. And I don't think we should either. And we get to know him through the word. So that's renewing our minds, right? We're thinking in a way that Jesus would think, right? Kingdom mindset. So it opens our minds to be shaped like Jesus. And then I, I really like this verse in 2 Corinthians 3.18. Um, it talks about beholding Jesus uh, and then being transformed. If you want to memorize a verse, uh, this is just a really good one. I mean, I just think this is a really good start. Uh, I'm going to read it right here. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. 
for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So when we behold him, we become like him. And that's transformation. And one of the best ways we do that is through scripture, right? When we know the word, we're able to become like Jesus. We're able to set our mind on him. And so that's kind of the entrance point, right? That's another reason why we meditate is, you know, we become different. And just because he, because it's what he's called us to do, but also because we love him, right? We love Jesus and that's our motivation. So it leads to transformation. So another thing too, like in our, in our world today, it, a lot of times we have like self-help books, right? We have all these things, um, but beholding God's glory leads to us being transformed, Right? We look at him, not ourselves. The world says self-help. In other words, help yourself. But Jesus doesn't call us to look inward. He calls us to look upward because that's where true transformation happens, right? It happens from him. And, and you might know this, but I just want to encourage you to lean in, right? I don't know. For me, sometimes it's easy to like focus inward, right? But the inward thing doesn't work. I've tried it. <laughs> you know, looking in. And I'm not saying there's not a place. Like examine your heart, journal, whatever you have to do. But there's a place for that. But then don't let that stay there. Turn your attention to him. You know, gaze your, gaze your eyes on Jesus because he's going to be the one who's going to lift you out of, of the fight. Um, so, yeah, looking at him is, is priority. Uh, and this is where true healing happens. We examine the heart, but we don't stay there. Uh, we got to look to him. And in scripture memory, that's what we're doing. We're, we're bringing our minds back to Jesus. Have you ever had a mentor or someone you admire? Maybe a teacher, right? Maybe somebody you, you like, somebody you want to be like. Uh, for example, if I want to be like someone, I got to watch how they act. I got to watch what they say, just like Josh said. Like, if I want to, I got to learn what they say. What, what are their words? How do they talk? And in the same way, as we, we meditate on Scripture, as we're in the Word of God, maybe even just not even focus on memory, but just Scripture in general. As we're in it, we're going to get to know who, who He is, and then that's going to re- lead to renewing of the mind. So our world thinks differently in my next question for us today as we close is, why is it important to renew our minds? Why, why should I even try? Why, why is that important? Like, why is it important to be in scripture? Yeah, well, kind of to change, to like renew your mind with God. Like, okay. Yeah, to change the way you think. Like, why should I do that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, if that makes sense, yeah. So like in the beginning, you were saying that some of the like the two biggest things that you could be tempted by or like confused by or lied about is who you are in Christ and who Christ is himself. Yeah. So I think yeah. in scripture, um, that's really where you can remind yourself of who you are in Christ and who he is. Because um, in the world, like kind of everywhere, it's going to remind you of stuff that's not what the Bible says, um, yeah. and we're not of the world, so we shouldn't follow everything it says and be renewed by the Bible. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, like the two currents, right? <laughs> I think it's important to renew your mind because you can, you have a whole different viewpoint of the world. Like yeah. you view others with kindness and respect instead of like some of the world does, unfortunately. Um, and, yeah, just so you can look at the world differently. Yeah, I feel like if you want to be like God and, and like, just like they said, like, the world is going to just change how you think and it's, that's what Satan wants, but you really got to get back on track with what Jesus says and if you want it, 
And if you really want to be like him, you got to re really refresh your mind with the word. And, yeah. Um, I think it's good to renew your mind because, like you were talking about earlier, Ryan, how, like, you take, um, like, the negative thoughts captive and you replace them with something else and kind of fight back. And that... Um, Renewing your mind with scripture is a good way to fight against the temptation that Satan tries to trap you with, I guess. Mm. Well, yeah. Like lies about who you are, like you're always going to be this way. You're yeah. Always, yeah, does that resonate? Like you're like this or you're always going to think like that or, you know, yeah. Especially when like if we say something wrong or if we uh, forget something like the enemy will kind of bring back that lie. You're always going to be a forgetful person, right? That's just not true. We can actually remember. I do believe that, right? Some of us might have a tendency to forgetfulness, but I do believe that, right, what we speak over ourselves matters. You know, like uh, Pastor Eric brought up lies last week that we can believe about ourselves and that the enemy will put shame on us. He'll try and tell you, um, dang, he'll go for the jugular. Like, he'll go for what is really personal to you. Um, I've experienced it. And, man, like, you know, it can trigger a lot, but you have to just cut it off. <laughs> you really do. There's no, we don't need to engage in conversation with the enemy, right? We don't even need to talk to him because he wants to, he wants to get our attention. He wants to get into a conversation. I'm reading a book right now called um, Don't Let the Enemy Have a Seat at Your Table by Louis Giglio. It's a really good book. If you're looking to learn about spiritual warfare, he talks about uh, there's a table that you're sitting at and it's you and God. There's a table that God has prepared before you. And this is, I, the whole book is based off Psalm 23. Isn't that interesting? Like, Interesting thing for spiritual warfare, right? Uh, you know, you think you go for like Ephesians 6, but he talks about a table. It's you and God, and the enemy is like walking around your table, but you have a choice of whether you let him sit down. You can let him enter into that conversation between you and Jesus or, or not. And so there's a table, and, and that goes right from Psalm 27 or to Psalm 23 that says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And so really there's an opportunity to overflow in the battle. Um, so recap of main, uh, kind of what we've talked about today. Number one, if you're taking notes or you just want to remind yourself, the word is a weapon. Number two, scripture memorization is battle preparation. You're getting ready for battle. And number three, we memorize scripture to meditate on scripture. And then number four, scripture memory leads to meditation and meditation leads to transformation, the renewing of the mind that you become to look like a person of Jesus. So the question is, how can we memorize scripture, right? Now we're gonna get practical. We're gonna end our time and we're gonna hear from some of the students as well. Uh, there's a lot of resources out there in our world today. You can do a lot of, there's a lot of things you can use to, mem to memorize God's word and to engage in the scriptures. This first resource, I wanna encourage you guys, and I'm excited because as a church, we have this new resource called Right Now Media and it's really cool. How many of you heard of it? Raise your hand. A few of you. Right now, Media is an amazing resource. We have a subscription to our church, and this is our gift to you as pastors. We want to equip you guys in your everyday life. This is good for devotions. This is good for uh, life groups. This is good if you just want to meet up with some friends and learn about God and go deeper with your family. There's, there's children. There's youth, young adults, single, married, parenting. It's all on there. And if you're a leader in the business world, there's also leadership content as well. So wherever you're at in life, this is great. We just want to equip you and resource you uh, to get engaging with God's word. Uh, so 
And with that, I believe we have a little video I want to play. Uh, it's kind of a little promo for us to kind of, what is Right Now Media? Um, so a second way we can uh, kind of engage with the scriptures is a thank you. Awesome. Um, we can, we're going to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. And a pattern that you might follow to memorize scripture might go something like this. This is just my own kind of offhand what I would do. Number one, read it, right? You have to read something in order to really get it in, right? Just basic, square one, I probably goes without saying. Number two, write it. This allows it to go from your head through and on your pen. Writing out the verse is a really great tool for you to memorize scripture. The SOAP method, we talk about it here at Mosaic. If you've been here for any length of time, it's, it's in our, we've talked about it before. This kind of follows it. But then the third thing I'd say is say it. So read it, write it, and then say it out loud. Just boom. When you speak the word of God, it's powerful uh, over yourself. Uh, and you might not feel it. Don't live off feelings. But it, it does lead to our, our emotions to being transformed, right? Because we're holistic, body, soul, spirit, all together. So say it. And then number four is pray it. Uh, pray it back to God. You know, pray the scriptures back to him. Like one thing I do is like Psalm 23. Thank you, Lord, that you are my shepherd. I lack nothing. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to provide for me today. I don't need to strive, you know? Boom, right there. I'm already praying Psalm 23, 1. Psalm 23, 2. Thank you, Lord, that you restore my soul, Lord. I just pray that you'd restore me today as I'm going on this walk right now. You know, you're, you're praying God's word back. Isn't that beautiful? It becomes your language in your prayer. And that's what I believe Psalms is really equipping us as a church. We can then, as we know the Psalms, we're able to enter in. And then number five is sing it. If you are a vocal person, you like to sing, this is another cool thing, right? It allows, it's a connection in your brain. And then number six is talk about it. Tell somebody else, right? Speak the word to each other. And so that's kind of where, uh, kind of where we're going today. And so another uh, resource, I'd say Bible Project. Uh, there's a commentary called Enduring Word. And you can download it on your phone. It's really encouraging. It's helpful um, in your walk with God. And uh, yeah, so repetition is huge. Um, just like you memorize a password and it leads you to be able to enter in your email, Scripture memory helps you, like, enter in uh, to, to, like, meditating on Scripture. So, yeah, um, really great time here. I'm excited that we're diving into God's Word. Will you um, bow your heads with me? And let's, let's go to God in prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful opportunity, God, that we got to enjoy uh, just learning from your Word, Lord. I just pray that you continue to speak to us and lead us and guide us, and I just pray that we wouldn't worry about tomorrow or what's up next, God, but that we'd start today, that we'd say yes to you, God, and that we'd meditate on your word, that we'd memorize it, God, in our hearts. I pray that this wouldn't just be uh, just another uh, message, Lord, but that we'd actually take it, let it sink in, let it take root, that, Lord, you really want to lead us into something new as a community, God. So I just pray that we'd say yes to that uh, in, in the name of Jesus. Uh, thank you, Lord. Amen. So good. Give a hand for our uh, students. <laughs> Takes a lot of courage to do that. So really happy. Thank you so much for joining us on the Mosaic Maple Grove podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thank you to everyone who gives to Mosaic Maple Grove. Your generosity allows this message to go out into the world. You can be a part of the Mosaic Tribe by going to mymosaicchurch.com. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening. Grace and peace, my friends.